Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Well, hi, it's Chris and Christina with Real Life Mentoring Podcast. We're going to talk about relationships today. And sometimes it's just really helpful to talk about what things are by first talking about what they are not. So today we're going to give some key topics about relationships by talking about what damages healthy relationships. Is that right? Am I saying that right, Chris? No, that's that's good. And as we help you develop relationships, let's say you're in a mentoring relationship and you want to get better at your relationships that are significant to you. These are some good things you could talk with your mentee or your mentor about. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to divide this into two segments. The first part we're going to talk about is how to damage relationships. Now, again, we're not being proponents of do these things to damage, but we're giving you the things that damage relationships so you can avoid them or if you're currently doing them or your mentee is struggling with doing them. It's a topic that you can discuss and go through. So the first one is... You will damage a relationship if you don't keep your word or do what you say you will do. Unpack that. Give us a few examples, Chris. Let me back up for a moment. Mm -hmm. One of the statements that I wrote down as I was processing this a few weeks ago, Uh what if we care about creating beautiful images of good relationships? Or Mm. let me, what if we care about creating beautiful relationships, Uh then we have to get an image of what that looks like. Sure. We may not have experienced some of those. Mm -hmm. So this is part of what we hope to do today with this. So how do you damage a relationship? You don't keep your word or do what you say you will do. Yeah. So I'll throw out a question. Mm -hmm. If I tell you I'm going to do something, but I don't do it, is that lying or being dishonest? I think it depends upon your motivation. So we've talked about this before, but... I think it's lying when you, if I give you, hey, Chris, on your way home for work, pick up a gallon of milk and you know you don't have time and you know that's the last thing you want to do and you tell me, okay, I'll do that, but you know you're not going to, that's a flat out lie. It's something different if you go, yeah, I do that and you forget about it. You're not being dishonest. You didn't lie. You just forgot about it. But if you say yes... You know in your head you're not going to do it. That's a lie. I have a personal example from childhood came to me. I was probably, (laughs) I don't know, 10 years old, 12, Uh something like that. I'd been working a job. And again, I grew up in a home that was dysfunctional due to alcoholism. I just want to preface that. Not everyone... Thank goodness we'll have this kind of experience. Or have a job at 10 years old. Well, yeah, but no, there was, I, I wanted a job because I wanted to earn my own money. Sure. We were poor, but I wanted to earn my own money yeah. so I could buy what I wanted. However, my mom, mm-hmm. for my dad, for, on behalf of my dad, borrowed some money from me. Okay. And I was good with that. Yeah. And she said, and we will pay you back. Yeah. Well, not only was that never done, but we were never, I was never paid back for that. But the topic was never even addressed again. Okay. So, and it happened again and again. So you know what happened in my mind with my parents concerning that? You knew they weren't going to keep their word. Right. And so that actually tweaked what I believed when they said they would do something and follow through. Yeah. And I dealt with it over the years. But again, it it did damage my relationship with my parents because it damaged the, the trust. Right. So we're not saying you forget to bring home the milk 
oh my word, your relationship is damaged. No, 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 no. We're saying that if there is a pattern, if you continually do not keep your word or you just flat out lie, that's going to damage a relationship. Let's go on to the second thing that damages relationship. If you choose to believe you're always right and others are wrong, ding, ding, ding. Never get married. <laughs> you will damage relationships. Yeah. Yeah. But if you are married, that is your most probably, hopefully, intimate relationship you have. Right. And if one of you believes the other one is always right, there will be major conflict in that marriage. Right. So what I'd like to also say about this topic is that think about the kind of relationships that you desire mm-hmm. in a marriage, in a friendship, with your parents, with your siblings, with good friends. So it's going to take some work. And being deliberate in some of these things. Again, these are things you don't want to do. So if you believe you're always right, we worked with a supervisor years ago. And he he, he, he came across as always knew best Mm -hmm. in all situations. Now, certain things he did because he had great experience in some areas that we were dealing with. However, in talking with his wife one day, she literally said to us, my husband is always right on Mm. everything. Yeah. And so, guys, that, that's an extreme case. That's sure. probably narcissism. <laughs> so we're not necessarily talking about that. Mm-hmm. But if you, I would ask you to ask yourself, why do I feel the need to always try have to be right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, that will damage your relationship. Which goes right into the third point about lo- allowing pride to be a part of the relationship. So what does that look like? Feeling you're always right. You're never going to admit your fault. You don't ask for forgiveness. You make excuses all of those things are great damage doers. How doers. Damage, <laughs> damage doers of a relationship. So oh yeah, gosh. do these things if you want to damage relationships. Yeah. And you go, but I'm not going to do that. Ooh. Well, think about it. I mean, reflect on some of your current relationships. Yeah. Did you not follow through on what you said you would do? Do you always tend to feel like you have to be right and make it known? Did you hold on to your pride recently in a situation mm. that you should have just let it go? That is easy to do for me as a man is to hold on to pride. But I I have learned over the years to let it go because it does damage to me and relationships that that actually are important to me. Yeah. And again, we're talking about if you are that person or maybe you're working with somebody, you're mentoring somebody and you see this in them. This is very useful and necessary to bring up. Yeah. I I just had this thought. Uh This was years ago. In a family dynamic situation, does that make sense? In a family situation, yeah, there was a family member who lost his cool uh-huh. and probably yelled, I forget now what all happened, but there wasn't really an acknowledgement of that. Mm. The person said, oh, later, hey, I'm sorry I did that. Mm-hmm. The reason I did it was because of this, this, and this. Yeah. I'm really tired. I've been stressed. I had this issue going on. I had this good intention. So yeah. what what happens in your mind toward that relationship? That person did that, and then they gave you a reason why they did it. What do you do with that? Okay, sorry. Do what now? All right. I choose. It is a choice. Now, you blow up. I blow up. Right. And it settles down a little bit, and I come back later and say, Oh, Christina, I'm sorry that I yelled at you like that. I've been really stressed. I've, oh, re- yeah. I've been really tired. I had have a lot of responsibilities on my shoulders yeah. that you know nothing about, and that's why I did that. Yeah, big deal. That's what you would say. That totally invalidates it his is. excusing behavior. So if I say, "Hey, I'm sorry that I, I yelled at you," I did it because it <laughs> invalidates the 
Yeah. The, uh, Do you have to say I did it because? Yeah. Yeah. If you can say, hey, I'm sorry. Would you please forgive me? Mm-hmm. Is there something I can do to make it right? Mm-hmm. And then cut it off. Or, you know what? What if we even extended that okay. to be really Christ-like? What if we said, hey, I blew up. I am so sorry. Would you forgive me? How did that make you feel? Talk about validating the experience from somebody else. I blew. I blow my cool. I apologize for it. And then I want to know how it made you feel. Whoa. You think that's going to build healthy relationships? That even goes much further than I had thought. Yeah. Uh, Someone asked me recently, what does it feel like being on the other side of me? Mm, Yeah. That ties into what you're saying. How did it make you feel? What does it feel like, Christina, being on the other side of me? Yeah. That's never happened to me. Nobody's ever asked me that. But I just said that I'm going to start asking that. I'm, that takes a great deal of so, humility because I may not want to know. So as your husband, I've never asked you that. No. Nobody's wow. ever asked me that. I, uh, have I ever asked you that? No, I don't think so. We've got no. problems, I can tell right now. No, <laughs> We've what, damaged our relationship. No, what a wonderful thing to, yeah. to realize as we're, as we're sharing this podcast. That Oof. is not on any kind of document, guys. That is good. So, show that again. That, that I don't know what point. I just said. Uh, the, yeah. So the, the audience hears take, this. Yeah, take it a step further. Damaged relationships make excuses. Well, I just blew up because I was tired and I was angry and you made me feel blah, blah, blah. What if we then said, if, if we're going to talk about healthy relationships, I'm so sorry I blew up. Would you forgive me? How did that make you feel when I exploded? It wow. sounds cut and dry, and life doesn't normally work that way. That so, doesn't sound cut and dry to me. Well, no, I mean, and expect for you to be able to give me an answer right away, how that made you feel. Yeah. You may need some time. So, you mm-hmm. okay, I don't even like you right now because yeah. how you spoke to me. I appreciate you asking forgiveness, and I give that to you. But I need some time to think about Actually, how that made me feel. Mm-hmm. See, as a woman, I'm going to tell you immediately. If you blow up at me, you know what? That made me feel small. That's it, usually how I feel at the other end of a blow up. Well, no, I can too as well, yeah. even as a man. But I think over time, even if it's an hour, maybe the next day, uh-huh. as we've had time to process more, I would go, oh, you know what? I didn't think about this at the time. But when you did that to me... Uh-huh. This is what happened in my head. And we're not saying, hold on, linger on it, keep bringing it up. But if you really want to deepen your relationships, have the courage to ask that question and then see where that takes us. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. That's good. Good, good. Yeah. Being critical of another in front of other people. Yeah. That will damage relationships, especially in marriages. Or I've seen so many times parents being critical of their children in front of their children you know we took a short vacation Ooh. recently and we were at the, the hotel pool yeah and there was a younger dad i say younger he's in his 30s he was young bless him well yeah but a little boy he's probably four years old maybe three he was three okay. yeah i met him in the elevator okay so anyway but i heard i go down to the pool and Dad's really loud, which is, that's okay. Yeah. But it, I say that because it got my attention. Yeah. And he told the little boy a few times, stop staring at people. That's rude. I've already told you that. Yeah. Now. There's so many issues people, there. People could say, though, oh, that little boy, he's only three. That doesn't impact him. It doesn't, it's no big deal. It yeah. is a big deal. 
you start hearing and receiving and processing things from your parents early on. Yeah. So that to me that ties in with, with Yeah, that was one. he being critical of his kid? No. At three he was trying to maybe let's give him the benefit of that. He was trying to instruct his child. However, when we're critical in front of others, we're devaluing their importance to them. We're devaluing their importance to the people around us. Okay, I could say you could correct me in some way uh-huh. in, in front of others. Yeah. And it would feel, it could feel critical to me. Sure. And you could say, I was just correcting you because yeah. I care about you or I, w- I want you to understand that. And I could say, yeah, but it felt like you were being critical. It made critical me feel this way. In front of people. So maybe and that take me trumps aside. everything. Yeah. If your words, at the expense of your words, if somebody is feeling anything other than joy, love, peace, <clears throat> whatever, then it's time to evaluate how you deliver the words. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Things that damage. If you use intimidation and control, what does that mean? That sounds extreme. It does. Well, I guess it is extreme. (laughs) Using intimidation and control. I've experienced this on the job Mm -hmm. a few times over the years. Sure. And it is is really ugly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think people deal with this a lot more than it's even spoken about. Sure. And people go home exhausted, not just from the physical and mental work, but because of the abuse that has been put upon them mm-hmm. with a boss, a supervisor, a leader, if yeah. I can even call him a leader, who has used intimidation and control to get what they want out of people. Well, and here's just another practical example. As a mama, I wanted my little girls to know how to cook and navigate a kitchen because that was not an area that I was allowed to because it didn't come natural to me. And so, yeah, my mom tried, but bless her, it didn't stick with me. So I'd be in the kitchen and my younger me would try to control the learning environment. Like, oh, no, 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 yours is four inches. They should only be three and a half inches. I came across very controlling. I recognize that now more than ever because with grandkids, with years of experience of, you know, whatever, I don't care how big they make their cookies. I'm not trying to control the situation, but that's just a small everyday example. It didn't have to be a big thing, but yeah, you want to damage a relationship, be intimidating, be controlling. I want to go back to the workplace for a minute because most people are in that situation where you work. And so if I call myself a leader on the job, true leader intimidation and control have no place with that no. that role gets twisted though and if i need to control people or intimidate them to make them follow you're not a leader i'm not a leader mm-hmm. so i hope you're hearing this if you've done that with someone recently and you're the leader please take time to consider how they how you make them feel mm. and if you want real work production that's healthy Uh you want people to really follow you as a leader that has to be addressed yeah let's do the last one using humor to make fun of others it's a little bit different than critical being critical of someone humor is used in our society through sarcasm through letting people be the 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 butt of a joke it's funny and everybody laughs but really at the end of the day you and I have been guilt I have been guilty of this I think I'm rather humorous <laughs> but sometimes I will use someone and it has been you as the end of a joke which is funny and the room laughs and then now the Holy Spirit pricks my heart to go yeah but they laughed at 
you being the the butt of the joke. Is it the Something dirty look simple. I give you? <laughs> No, no, it's the, the Holy Spirit pricking my heart going, you just made him the butt of your joke, you know. And, well, I, I love humor, but I've also learned over the years, is it is it funny for everyone or is, you know, is someone yeah. being made to feel less mm-hmm. because of something I said? Yeah. And some, well, you're being overly sensitive. Well, what if it's you, yeah. the one that people are joking about, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel very good for you? Yeah. 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 What okay. else on that? Okay, class, it's time to review. So let's recap. (laughs) How to damage relationships. Again, we're not saying do these things. We're saying avoid. Don't keep your word or do what you say will do. That will damage a relationship. Choose to believe you're always right and others are wrong. Yep. I'll I'll take the next one. Uh Allow pride to remain. Don't admit fault. Don't ask for forgiveness. Make excuses for why you did what you did. Yeah. That's, that'll damage. That'll damage. Be critical of others in front of other people. We Or be critical of someone in front of someone else. Yeah. That's a relationship buster. Using intimidation and control. Yeah. I don't even like saying that. That drives me crazy. But it <laughs> is a reality. You will damage relationships. And if again, if you're the boss, they'll probably keep a smile on their face because they want to keep their jobs mm-hmm. but they're and, not following you yeah and then finally using humor to make fun of others these are things yeah take the time to is this something you are doing have you been guilty of it in the past it's always a new day there's always lots of grace but when these things are revealed do something about them to change that and if you're mentoring somebody and you notice this behavior within themselves it's a great talking point. Yeah. Share the podcast with them and then say, hey, let's talk about it. Another, I think that's a great idea. In fact, uh-huh. this, this takes courage and humility. Sure. And I'm challenged myself to do this, starting with you as my wife uh-huh. and our daughters and mm-hmm. son-in-law and good friends. Mm-hmm. What if I made these statements to the people yeah. that are important to me uh-huh. and say, have I done this with you? Mm. And if so, have I made it right? Mm, wow. Again, because I want my relationships, I want them to be healthy. Yeah. I want them to be meaningful. And these things will kill and damage that. Yeah, so that's part one. We're going to have part two of how to damage relationships where we're going to talk about surface conversations, surface relationships, so what that looks like. So hopefully you have gained some insight, and we're going to ask you to do something. We would love for you to share this podcast. If you got something out of it, tell us what it is. Please leave a comment, review us, or whatever the proper term is on whatever venue you choose to listen to it. So again, thank you for tuning in to Real Life Mentoring. We want to thank you as always for listening. If something that you listened to was helpful, we would really love it if you would go to Apple or Spotify, leave us a review, download, subscribe, and if you'd like to give a financial contribution to help us continuing bringing this sort of broadcasting to you, just go to FahrenheitMentoring.org.